You're listening to The Next Dimension. Dragon Ball Z presents Super Saiyan 3, Goku Goes Back, and another Kaioshin? Yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Exclamation mark slash question. You know what? I think that's actually is it with the question mark. Uh, I know. I know. Super Saiyan three was. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think it was a question mark and exclamation point. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello and welcome back, listeners. This is the next dimension for the month of August. I am Jesse Garrett. With me, my lovable co-host Donovan Morgan Grant. Don, how are you doing today, man? Oh, that's nice. I am doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm super. It's a nice Saturday midday recording for us. Oh, yes. So, it's going to be a good weekend. It's a good, great way to start the weekend off for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty, uh, hopefully, energetic weekend because I'll just get right into it. we got a lot of things to, to go over. Um, you know, we have some news. We have uh, half a dozen episodes to cover. Uh, and we might as well get the big news out of the way, the really big news that came out uh, after we recorded uh, last month and before this episode. So we got to get this out right right up top. Uh, you're getting married! Indeed, I am. Uh, not for another year, but uh, it, it's in, it's in, in the works. So. Excellent. And it's, it's on the brain, of course. Uh, linens, colors, baggies, all kind of random things already. <laughs> so much, so much stuff. So, congratulations, man! Um, I, <laughs> it's great. I've, I've never, I've never uh, podcasted with uh, someone who's who ends up engaged. So, uh, hope nothing but the best. Hey, it's unique. <laughs> Excellent. Congratulations to you and April very much. So, you guys are going to get married, like I said, sometime next year. Uh, yeah, I believe next o- October is currently the uh, the setup. Okie dokie. Excellent. Sounds awesome. Yeah, you texted me that like right after. Uh, like about an hour after we recorded the last episode, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, I, uh, 
spur of the moment thing. I mean, I, I obviously I had planned it, but spur of the moment it was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this right now. Awesome. So I, I am I'm notoriously impatient. So yeah. All right, excellent, excellent. So uh, hopefully, I next October we we probably will be doing the show still. So hopefully, uh, we'll plan around that so it's not to impede your uh, your nuptials. So congratulations on you in April. Uh, moving further from the personal stuff. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we gotta talk about Battle of Guys. <laughs> oh, do we? Oh, do we? Dude. Uh, it was an experience. It really was. We got to talk just about how just how awesome it was. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I started uh, – I, I, I've seen it before. I, I mentioned my initial thoughts last time. So for this time, you start us off with, like, the, the whole – the theater experience, like, your thoughts, just everything. Go. Yeah, no, just as a primer uh, – you know, we both kind of agreed to not really go into too much detail regarding the plot, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I'm fine with. And we're going to cover that eventually when we get there. But yeah, just to bring up, you know, the experience of seeing DBZ in the theater. Uh, yeah, it was just so awesome, man. Like, I, I went into it thinking somehow it was going to be less of an experience than seeing a quote unquote real movie. Right. And I was like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be like basically watching a TV show episode blown up in the theater. But it wasn't at all. Mm. You know, we we got to the theater. April went with me. Another reason I love her. She goes to see Dragon Ball movies with me. <laughs> so we got to the theater. You know, we bought our tickets. I'm just like stoked because I see a poster for Dragon Ball. I got my Dragon Ball ticket. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, there are people in line. One guy's wearing a shirt with Goku's symbol on the back. Like, I'm like, oh, awesome. You know, that's that's semi dressed up in costume. And they, you know, they say now seating for Dragon Ball Z. I was like, oh man, this is so awesome. <laughs> so you know, I get in there and. As soon as the movie starts playing, like the audience starts going crazy. Like, you know, just like any other movie, like this audience is just as dedicated. Was it full? Oh yeah, dude, we got the last two tickets. Oh wow! Wow! wow. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Last four tickets, but we got the last two that were together, and we were the third row from the front. Ooh! In the corner, yeah. So I was like, holy crap! Like, because I was thinking, there's no way it's going to be like completely sold out, and yeah, it was slam packed. Mm. The audience participation was amazing. Like it was there every time. It's it was like they held up cue cards. Every time a laugh happened, it happened <laughs> naturally, organically. The, there were quite a few moments that everybody was like, "Ooh," <laughs> or "Ah," <laughs> "Ooh." But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. April really enjoyed it. Uh, she she thought it, she was like, "Well, that was a lot funnier than I anticipated," and I was like. Yeah, me too. It was just the humor was right on point. Mm-hmm. You know, we got out of the theater and yeah, it, it stuck with me. Like I, I went to work the next day and one of my coworkers had went to see it at another theater and you know, we talked about it all day long. It's like, oh man, what was your favorite part? You know, oh, you, what about when this happened and that happened? And yeah, and so it was. Oh man, it was it was just yeah, amazing. And uh, I think the uh, records came out and it did a million dollars the first day. Yeah, yeah, it, it it broke some records. And as of the second day, it did 1.9 million. Yeah, it did even better. Like it's um, currently the fourth highest in terms of America. Like compared like, to countries, it's the fourth highest gross. I believe the number one is in Mexico, which doesn't surprise me. But um, it's it's doing very well. Like I hope it would do uh, in this international release. Yeah, and I think that um, Funimation and Everybody working on the film said, hey, if you want to see more of these, you know, support it, go out and see it, and make it a success. And if it's any indication, it, it seems like we're going to get more. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that in just a, just a minute. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, just overall, like, uh, I mean, we're, 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 not going, we're not going to review, we're not going to get to the, to the nitty-gritty, but, like, um, I do remember when, when, it, when it first started up, I was having the thought in my mind, I wonder what Jesse thinks about this, because it must be said that this movie does play, take place directly after the Boo Saga, which, honestly, I think it's a good, it's a good point in our coverage for you to see something like this, because there's, there's the things that we've not gone up against, not, not covered yet, they're, they're very little, I think, compared to, like, if we were still in the freezer saga or whatever, so, um, just in terms of, like, the presentation of the characters and stuff like that, like, what, how, how are you grooving on, like, you know, just how, like, the movie's set up in terms of, like, the timeline and stuff? 
Yeah, it felt very organic. All the characters felt true to themselves. And while I don't know how they get where they're at now necessarily, I'm close enough to that point where I can say, okay, it makes sense that they got there. Yes. Yeah. So, you, know, you know, I learned a little bit about Videl and Go- Gohan, which I'm like, okay, awesome. You know, that works. Vegeta's mysteriously alive. The what? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so is Goku, but, you know, um, Boo's there eating pudding. <laughs> Which was April's favorite part of the movie. That was that, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> like uh, in, the, in my theater, when um when Whis sells uh, Lord Beers, oh, you should try this pudding. Oh, we're gonna get some. Oh, it's right over by that um that, that fat guy who used that big that big pink fat guy, and they show Boo. The entire theater was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's my response. I was like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, I want some of that pudding. And Boo's like, no! <laughs> it licks all over. <laughs> that's her favorite part. She's like, oh my god. All the She walked out of the theater, and we're driving home, and it was a short drive, but she's like, I've never seen somebody get so upset over pudding. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can, it's Majin Boo. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's cool that, like... There were. It didn't sound like there were a lot of beats missed in terms of like you know. You may be wondering like why is Boo there? Why are Goku and Vegeta alive? But it, it didn't seem like that. That like you know took you out of the film. No, nothing. I mean, I think uh, King Pilaf's appearance was a little right. Not necessarily jarring, but a little more like, huh? Okay, what's this about? But I quickly recognized that he was a Dragon Ball character. I, I heard of him before, and I think mm-hmm. we'd mentioned him on the show before, but. uh you know, there's enough cues in the film itself that you're not lost. Yeah, just, just to bring it to speed, like, like, he was the very first, like, legitimate bad guy in Dragon Ball. But because it was it was the early Dragon Ball, like, he's very comedic. He's not taken very seriously. He wanted to use the Dragon Ball to rule the world. But he's also, like, really silly. Like, uh, he uh, kidnapped Goku, Bulma, Yamcha, Oolong, and Puar. And that's also when we first see Goku transform into a giant ape. So, like, when he sees Goten, he's like, oh, no, it's him again. He's still a kid. And, like, when he sees Bulma, it's like, oh, I recognize her. So that's what, that's what, that was, like, the, sort of, like, the the, uh, the callbacks that this, this movie incorporated. I thought it was interesting that it called back not only to uh, – obviously, it's set during the DBZ period, but it also calls back to Dragon Ball. Yeah, and we should also, we should also reiterate that this is legitimately in canon. This is not just, like, a side movie. This is – Toriyam, like, uh, he didn't do the screenplay, but, like, he came out with the story beats, and this is his story. This is, this is in, incorporated in the series universe continuity, so it's interesting that Toriyam would kind of call back to the earlier stuff, like, like, uh, Emperor Pilaf or Goku. We see Goku fighting Frieza as a Super Saiyan for the first time, which is kind of an interesting callback as well. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot about that. But, yeah, just seeing it in theater, uh, seeing the computer animation, uh, integrated into the 2D animation, which is definitely something that we didn't see in the series. Obviously, you know, being filmed in the night or filmed, being, you know, animated in the nineties, graphics are nowhere near as good. But I think uh, tra- traditional animation, if implemented poorly with computer graphics, can look really, really bad mm-hmm. and really jarring. Uh, but this did it really well, particularly you know with some of the fight scenes between Godform Goku and Beerus. and then also you know just with the effects of the the God say in Godform transformation. I was like, hey, you know, that's really, it's really subtle in a lot of the instances, but it kind of adds more of that magical sci-fi feel to it that you really can't do with traditional animation. Well, there were some really gorgeous shots. My favorite shot was near the end when Goku and Beerus was, uh, they were, like, in the Earth's atmosphere and, like, in space, and there's a shot where, like, you see both of them on opposite sides of the screen with the Earth in the background. It looked really nice. Oh, yeah, I like that. I also like the, uh, the scene, probably my favorite scene was the scene in the cavern. When they're fighting on top of the water. Oh yeah, like, like in, inside the planet. <laughs> yeah, that was very, that was very crazy. That is awesome. Yeah, no, this is. Um, I was going to get into my bits a, a little bit because if you remember back in there in the Colin show, I mentioned seeing this in Japanese, and I was less than impressed with it. I I don't know what I think it was just because of like my personal experience with DBT. I mean, I've seen it in Japanese before. It's nothing to do with like the Japanese cast, but I think that like the humor didn't really register with me reading subtitles because this is an incessantly funny movie. This is legitimately funny. Like, just like, it's, it's, it's practically a comedy. It's like every laugh I hit and like, like every, from like, um, I think the first big joke was like, King Kai taking Goku on a drive on his planet and they just go, 
around and around and around because it's so small. Although, <laughs> why his planet's there, I don't know. That's, that's, that's never explained, but... Uh. <laughs> it got blown up again. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just like the... Well, what, for one thing, I think it's because, again, like I mentioned before, that the, if nothing else, the Dragon Ball Z Kai dub helped the, the Funimation dub really, really get into, like, they've, they've been experienced now, uh, whereas Dragon Ball Z was their first uh, dubbing production, this, they can kind of come back and really uh, show off what, what they've learned since then. So my brother said that, like, this is the best he's heard, ever heard the English class. As such, I thought the jokes were, like, just, like, really funny. Like, pretty much everything that was meant to be a joke was... And, you know, I'm, I'm very kind of like, you know, hit or miss with the humor, personally, in, in ZBZ, but, like, this was hilarious. And I, I, just, I just love, like, um, the, the dialogue was just so funny. Well, I think all this dialogue, you're laughing intentionally with it, as opposed to because of, you know, that's yeah. so silly or that's so bad. It's like, no, these are legitimate bo- points they are meaning to hit. Like, yeah, Tor- Tor- Toriyama wrote a, fun- a funny script, like, um, how long will it take us to get to King Kai's planet? Like, oh, about uh, 26 minutes. Oh, the, the length of an average anime episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, like something like that. Is this 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 was like vintage, like just classic Toriyama. It was like just Toriyama, like like uh, completely unfiltered, and it really comes across. And I think that like the English dub helped because they understand the series so well. They really helped carry that across without there being because I mean, having seen the, the the subversion, there's not really a line change in this movie. Every joke, every like instance of plot, there's nothing that's like this is completely like translated, and nothing was embellished for an English audience. Besides, like, you know, pronunciation and stuff. Yeah, I think that humor is really hard to get across in subtitles. Mm-hmm. Particularly because a lot of humor is nuanced, you know, with voices. And if you're trying to read it, you're not even paying attention to the Japanese voices. You know, you're just paying attention to what you're reading. Right. Yeah, yeah it was it was hilarious. I, I think my the funniest, the line I laughed at the most was, like, at the very end of the, of the film, when Goku imitates Vegeta. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Vegeta, you were all like, ma, ma, ma. <laughs> um, Kazanshu did an interview with Chris Sabat, Sean Schimmel, and Justin Cook. I think Sean Schimmel said that that was his favorite line in the entire uh, in the entire thing. And both he and Chris Sabat have said that this is their favorite thing that they've ever done in terms of DBZ because it was a new story, and they felt that it was so at home with the series that they just really enjoyed doing it, which I, I would encourage people to go over to Kazanshu and Listen to. It's, it's a really good interview. So has your opinion of the film changed since seeing it a second time? It was almost like a completely new new experience because the first time I was like I was very you know meh about it and not really wanting to be, but just, it just didn't hit home with me. This one, I gotta say, this movie seriously, it's like reinvigorated my love for the series. It, so, th- so this is the film you wanted it to be. It, it was. It was not the film. I, it's still not the film I was expecting, but it's definitely it's definitely the experience I wanted. Like, it was just, it was just, and I, I saw, like, I rolled out with my squad over there, <laughs> with, my, with my brother and my friends from high school, who all watched Dragon Ball Z, like, the, like, pretty much the only ones, and everyone was laughing, even, even some of my friends who had not seen it in, like, ten years or whatever, they were, like, everything, like, they were not as familiar or into it as I was, or I am, they were laughing along, too, and I, and I heard them, like, across the, the road, just laughing at these jokes, and just, this, the, this, the ridiculousness, and, like, these are, these are very lovable characters, that I think this film helps you, helps to remind you. Like every one of these characters, they're annoying at times. But like honestly, every single one of them are, are like really really likable. And this this movie helps you remind that. I mean, like you know, Vegeta, who had a, a really great showing, I thought, in this film. Um, Goku was at his best. Um, oh, I think Vegeta sold the show. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Like like, like like him being serious and him completely destroying his pride once for all with a bingo song. <laughs> I remember everybody was like, wait, what are we watching? And then, like, Beers was like, huh, I didn't expect to see that today. Oh, well, that was kind of weird. And, like, everyone, yeah. everyone just started cracking up. Yeah, Beers was, the like, the audience for this movie, essentially. He's one of the best antagonists I think we've gotten in a long time. Okay, thank you, because I, I really just fell in love with him, like... Mm-hmm. Because by the end of the movie, you understand that he is he's an antagonist, but he's not really all that evil. Right. But he's not like you can't look at him the same way you look at Boo and say, okay, Boo's kind of a childish creature. You know, he's he's obviously intelligent, but you know, his, his like when he when he when he says I have to destroy the Earth mm-hmm. and he destroys a rock, you know, just not much of it. It's like that that by that point in the movie, I was like, awesome. You know, that's that seems like it'd be in character for him. 
Well, it's also the fact that, like, we've had so many villains, and honestly, like, we're going to get more with the movies and the Bruce Saga, where, like, the villains are just so mustache twirly, I'm going to destroy the universe because I, I'm so powerful. Well, it, like, whereas Beers is like, he's, he, his reason for being is to destroy, but he's, that doesn't necessarily make him evil. Like, he said, okay, I'm, I'm up, time to destroy planet Vegeta. Oh, uh, and maybe freeze while I'm at it. Oh, someone already took care of that for me? Well, let me check them out. And if I destroy Earth, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not decided yet, as long as they don't annoy me. <laughs> Which they did. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a very interesting character that Toriyama came up with. And I think um, he makes a very, uh, one of the, one, honestly, one of the better antagonists the series has ever had. And I thought that the, the voice actor for him really did a solid job with that character. Yeah, they, they made a point in the interview in Constant Street to say that, like, this is not their, one of their usual suspects in terms of the voice actors. I'm, I don't know of the voice actor's name right now I googled it I can't remember what it is because I googled it because like has he worked on the show before but I don't I didn't yeah, see any other to it. it was an outside voice it was his, his voice sounded familiar like he sounded like a familiar actor I had heard before he might have been in other shows, but like it, it was like because you know like some character like uh, Chris Evatt voices like five, like five hundred characters in the show. It wasn't like characters who you, it wasn't a voice actor who you were familiar with in the series up to that point. Um. That was, that was, I was just like, what, what else? I was just trying to get, it's just, there's a but yeah, I, I, I liked all the characters in here. Uh, his, his, I, well, originally I thought his servant, but turns out his mentor, uh, was it Queen? No, not Queen. It's Wiz. Wiz, that's it. He, uh, he was another hilarious character. Like, that character could have came off really bad, cheesy, and yeah, just not, you know, not as enjoyable and humorous as he was. Under like a, a worse actor or a worse you know line writing for him, because mm-hmm. you just basically he's he's the com- he's the comic relief for a lot of the movie, or he's right. more of you know a comic relief because there's tons of it in here. But yeah, he could have came off really bad and he didn't. And I think yeah, every character in this movie got to shine to an extent. Yeah, what, 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 to one end or another, like um, Boma had a lot of great scenes. Like, her, her showing up to greet them drunk and saying, "Everybody, but you guys, friends." <laughs> And um, the epic slapdown between her and Beers was just, it was, oh my god. Which, yeah, which gave us the best moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, I, I, I was, that was like one of the most unexpected moments. It just, just, uh, it was, the, uh, it was, it was, don't touch my boma! And like legitimately, like, slays the smackdown for a couple of minutes. Because he was ready to die at that point until until that happened. It was, and it's kind of funny, like, like, Beerus is beating the crap out of the Z-Fighters, and, like, one end, you see Wish just eating it in the background, and on the other, other end, Boma almost doesn't even mention, hey, stop that! Like, she doesn't even care. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was... Yeah, like, Boma's party, you get, you pretty much get a roll call of all the Z-Fighters. Uh, you know, she's going over the bingo... <laughs> the bingo rewards. And Master Roshi pokes in. Are there girly magazines? Is the reward? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep, Roshi got his scene. I think my favorite comedic bit was when uh, Emperor Pilaf, Shu, and Mai ran into Trunks, and Trunks goes like, "Oh, oh, uh, she's my girlfriend." And then he goes, goes like, "Oh, it's so awesome." <laughs> yeah. And then like later on, when like they're caught, and then because they're bad guys, like she pulls out a gun. And throws trunks, and everyone like 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 just like oh that's funny, and like they don't care, and then Gohan's like oh I have an idea. He turns into Cyberman and like um, aim for my head, and then like she shoots at his head. Wait a minute, this is this is real bullets. You you could have hurt, you could have shot somebody, and off to the side. Ah, I've been shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, like she's like Gohan, don't drink anymore. <laughs> that I love. Yeah, I think I think that's the scene where you you just see trunks. I want to break up now. Yeah, no, oh my god, that was, that was hilarious. And I love, um, where, uh, see, oh, what do I have to do? Uh, I guess we can hold hands. Oh my god, these children, these kids, these kids are so perverted! <laughs> yeah, they're moving so fast! <laughs> that, that's actually a callback to Prelop in the in earlier Dragon Ball, because, like, uh, he takes Bulma, and Bulma's like, oh no, what are you gonna do to me? I'm gonna do something really, really nasty to you, and then like, he blows her a kiss. And she's like, oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna do, and then, like, like the series, like, bleeps out what she says, he's like, oh, you're so filthy! <laughs> so that's another one. Like, like it's kind of another callback to their personalities. But like, oh, that's awesome. There were just so many just just moments in this. I love the bit where you get Beerus and Wiz who are crash the party essentially, and you get like a montage of all their party activities. I'm trying to remember. I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I, I don't, they, it shows them dancing, like 
you know, doing the circle dance, holding hands with all the, everybody, and then you get a glimpse of Piccolo doing karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's another part where the audience cheers. And everybody's ears are just like, ah! Well, Gohan was, like, presenting Piccolo. Like, he was, like, <laughs> like moving to him. There, there were a lot of moments in this where the audience just, like, I mean, the audience clapped when um, Goku did Kamehameha. Um, one thing I thought was really cool was that, like, and we'll, you know, get a little, around, a little later on today, but, like, uh, when the fight starts happening, and then Goten and Trunks, who are randomly in their fighting gear, without any explanation, but whatever, hmm. like, they just, they just bust out the fusion dance, and the entire, the entire theater was like, oh, ah, like, that really got them excited, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I liked it that, basically, when the crap hit the fan, everybody just... Battle mode. You, battle mode, yeah. Like, like a, you know, world-oiled group of fighters who have spent their whole life fighting together. You know, these children jump into, you know, they fuse, they jump into the fat battle. You've got all the Z fighters go after Beerus and lose tremendously. Piccolo got taken down with chopsticks. <laughs> Poor Piccolo. Well, you know, like, Super Saiyan 3 Goku got knocked out in, like, two hits. So, like, yeah, this is, and like, this, usually we see a lot of, like, oh, they're so strong. Like, like, knowing, having seen the entire series, this was serious, like, like, Goku, Goku got shut down. It's like, wow, this this really is bad. Like, in the way he did, it was pretty startling. I don't think Yamcha fought, but, you know, it doesn't <laughs> Or, or I, I don't think Krillin fought either, but, like, pretty much... Uh, I, I think he... I thought he did go after Beerus. When Piccolo got... I think he was right... He got basically bitch-smacked away. I would be surprised. I know, I know that, like, they've shown his edition all the Saiyans, uh... Roshi, uh, Roshi pretty much went, like, like, like Autobots roll out, and, like, Tien, 18, and Piccolo all attacked at the same time. But, yeah, I mean, all, all the characters were there. Um, one thing I heard about uh, was that, like, a lot of the, like, background dialogue, like, you know, when the camera pans open, you hear all people talking. Like, they inserted a lot of, like, really humorous dialogue, like, um, oh, what, what are you going to do with the Dragon Balls? Like, what are you going to do if you win? And, like, I know that Chaozu has a line that says, I, w- I want to look like a real person. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that, but that is great. I didn't hear it myself, but I heard that, like, that they said that in the interview. That, like, there's a lot of, like, funny dialogue, and, like, um, Christopher Sabat actually said that, like, his personal theory is that Chaozu doesn't actually exist, because no one really interacts with him, and, like, <laughs> it's just a favorite of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> a group hallucination. <laughs> Tien has a friend. <laughs> but no wonder, no wonder him blowing himself up against Nappa didn't do anything. He was never there. <laughs> uh, Nappa's like, who? What? No one blew up. <laughs> Oh uh, no! This is this is this was just glorious. I, of course, I love the running joke of Bulma's age when Krillin's like, "That's how old you are." Yeah, which honestly, if you do the math, she's not that old. I mean, or or uh, she's she's older than that. Like she's like thirty eight or whatever. I'm not gonna get to like the pedantics of it. We, we can get into it when we review it. But like, uh, it's not, I mean, I'm not sure if Toriyama like, honestly forgot or if it was on purpose. But like, she's she's supposed to be like in her mid forties, not in her late thirties. But whatever. No, see, I I gather that that's how like she was lying about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bulma completely seems like somebody who would. Well, the whole the whole setup, like you know, this this grand party because they're so rich, which which is infrequently mentioned in the series itself. But like you have like these people showing the prizes, and I think it was, it was, it was, it was like you know, like third prize, a year's worth of candied ham. <laughs> oh, look at this, boss! A castle? You can get a castle, like. <laughs> which yeah, I'm assuming the the Breeze family's rich just because. All, yeah, all their inventions. Yeah, they don't they don't mention that much at all. I think it was mentioned in the kids the junior division tournament, but like that's it's a fact of the series, but it's very rarely mentioned. Um, which the, I guess Trauma is reminding us here. Um, it was just uh, I thought the way that Bulma drove so much of this plot. <laughs> oh my god, what else? Um, I just uh, no, it, it was the, the and it was really cool because I was honestly wondering that if the humor would translate well for the audience. Like I, I would do it, but like I'm glad that like the audience itself. There were DBC fans there, not just people who just wanted to see a movie. It was um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the the only thing, and it's not even really a con, but the only thing that kind of I, I had to put some thought about was the scene with Majin Buu when Beerus walks up to him and demands his pudding, and Buu gets. Who gets mad? Like, no, my pudding, you know. And then Beerus <laughs> just flicks him away with a single hit. And I was like, okay, I don't want to read too much into this because I haven't finished with Boo's character. I don't know where he goes, but it seems like there should be more of a confrontation here. Well, there was, there, there's always an element of the of the characters um, below Goku getting punked out. Um, 
it's it's interesting because like you know it, it was pretty much everyone got pumped on this in this movie. I mean, Beerus wasn't even fighting his full power. I did think it was it, like that was a good indicator of how strong he was because obviously he beat Super Three Goku, but he flicked away Blue in one hit, and like you see, there's a close up on his face, and he looks deadly serious. Like oh, okay, okay, and um, uh, this I mean I, I mean I, I'll, I'll put spoilers in the copy, but like it's it's very very odd because. At the end of Dragon Ball Z, or at least at the end of the Buu Saga, Gohan's supposed to be the strongest in the universe. So the fact that he took out Buu and Gohan immediately shows you, like, okay, this is a serious problem. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine with him beating Buu, especially, you know, if we, you know, if Gohan, if Goku can, if he beats Goku at Super Saiyan 3, even if you say Goku's stronger than Buu at this point in the, in the universe, or that <laughs> Gohan is, I don't mind him beating him, but, like, the, I guess the degree of, effort it took him didn't seem it seemed the same basically it was like well you shouldn't be able to beat Krillin and Majin Buu as easily as each other well yeah because like um, I remember initially I had a problem with like Gotenks because Gotenks which, which I, I love him getting spanked but like he he, he has a, a whole cachet full of moves and he um he uh didn't really show any of them. Like, he has a whole, like, list of super moves and transformations and stuff like that. And he kind of fought for, like, five minutes. I remember, like, I was like, what? Why didn't you do this? And that? that was the first time I saw it. But, like, you know, being in the, in the mood of the film now, it, it didn't really, like, uh... Rest- no, it definitely didn't take me out of the film or anything. Yeah, no, so... I was, I was, kind, of over, I was kind of over that. Um, one thing which you probably mentioned is the whole Super Saiyan God transformation, which I, I was very... I was very, like, anxious about it going in, like, you know, how is it going to play? I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of another transformation, but I personally kind of liked how it ended up in the film. What were your thoughts on it? <laughs> um, yeah, I did, too. I was, it, it was unique enough that it wasn't just a rehash of what we'd seen before. It wasn't just, oh, Goku goes stronger. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was initially the exact opposite of that. It's like, you know, you know Goku couldn't reach this on his own. So it's not like Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3. It's not like he just, oh... I can, I can get stronger than that now, so... Yeah, you know, it, it, was kind of, it wasn't brushed away like that. It was the complete opposite. And you even get his reaction to that in the film. Yeah, that's, that's the part I liked about the best. The fact that he, was, he, he says, I'm disappointed. I actually hate this because I couldn't do it my, on my own. And even though his body remembered doing it, like, he couldn't achieve it. Like, I, that, if nothing else, I thought that was worth, worth a, worthy of it because it showed how kind of artificial it was. Kind of bring everybody like, together like Captain Planet. <laughs> and, and, like, Vegeta says, next time this happens, I'm the Super Saiyan God. It almost seems like a commentary on the series, like, you know, powering up, leveling up. It's like, hey, well, here's something. He can get stronger, but it's very limited, and it's very much a temporary measure. Right. Yeah. No, it was... It was I, I, the way that Toriyama ended up... Because there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of, like, like uh, subversions of the DBC tropes. Like, you know, the bad guy's not all that bad. And they flat out lose this movie. Goku... If Beerus was evil, they'd all be dead. I think they thought could not beat him, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, like, it, at the end of the film, when he's like, oh, yeah, I was only using, or, or Wiz is like, oh, you only use 70% of your power. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, they were screwed. Yeah, yeah, which which I, I didn't really like. It's also the fact that, like, this does take place, like, the the tail end of DBZ takes place 10 years after the Pooh Saga, so this is their, like, you know, it's near the end, but it's, it's before the very, very end. So there is a chance for the, for the characters to grow. But, um, and, and Toriyama mentioned that, he said that, like, you know, he kind of regretted at the very end of DBZ showing everybody so old. <laughs> but, um, he, he, he put it here so everybody was still in their prime, but it was still within the confines of the series that where you could see everything and then get to this point. Which I thought was a pretty smart move on his part. Honestly, I think this is my, my favorite viewing experience this summer. Like, I, I, I've enjoyed a lot of the, I've enjoyed pretty much every movie I've seen in theaters. Well, not everyone. But, like, I mean, pretty like all the superhero movies I loved. Captain America was my favorite, but, like, this this one is my favorite movie of the year so far. And it's funny, because as much as I love DBZ, I wasn't expecting that, but it, 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 it is. It really is. Yeah, do you think it's because it was so unexpected? The, uh, honestly, I gotta, I gotta thank and owe it to the Funimation voice cast, because they just, they just delivered so well on, on, the, on this film. They really brought forth what made this film great, um... And it really, just for, you know, just for me, you know, as an American English speaker, it really, it really worked for me. And I, I just, I just, I just love this movie. Like, my brother said that this is his favorite DBZ movie out of all the DBZ movies. And, like, this, this, I mean, everyone who's, who's there loved it. And it was just, like, just this, 
just really, really just fun time. It's just a fun, I mean, it was just how fun DBC is. We're well, not taking things, taking things too seriously. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that this is probably the, the favorite film of so far that I've seen. Because, yeah, like you said, it was just so fun. And it, it showed off the characters and the cast so well. Yeah, no, I, it, it was great. Um, I, I, I'm really happy I saw it. I'm really happy that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I was hoping I was going to, because a lot of times when I see something the first time, I automatically end up liking it the second time. I don't, t- I don't know how that happens, but I do. But, like, uh, it's happened with Spider-Man. But, um, no, this one, I, I, I truly, truly enjoyed it. I mean, I, I went there with my scatter on. <laughs> um, we had people, a couple people dressed up as Goku. Um, and it was show because it was, like, a secret showing, like, it was so limited... Uh, I missed the initial sh- uh, theater because I was passing through like all the showings, and like they, it was playing in a room that was said that was showing Twenty Two Jump Street. So I'm like, "Where's Dragon Ball Z?" Oh, it's in the secret room, and like you know, there's a, the entire theater was filled up. So it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. That is awesome. Um, but uh, do, yeah, do, any any final thoughts for now on on the movie? <clears throat> uh, do you think that it, it left it open for further adventures, kind of down the similar down a similar theme? to that film? Oh, yeah, definitely, because they, they mentioned, like, you know, there are 12 more dimensions or whatever, and, like, I'm only, like, you know, the God of Destruction on this realm of the the, the galaxy. They open, that's another thing I, I enjoy. They open up the idea that, like, there are seriously stronger people out there that, because that, up, 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 before this film was, was made, I was under the impression that, like, in the DBC universe, the Z-Fighters were, like, the strongest in the entire history of creation. Now that they, they pretty much said, no, that's not true. There's, there's so much of the universe in creation that you've not gone up against and that you've not encountered that are way stronger than you, which I like, because it, it opens it to more possibilities, which I thought was pretty cool. I do, too, and I, I really got, like, <clears throat> I like that, basically, you set the precedence in this film that, hey, there are people a lot stronger. So if you get another film and somebody comes up, hey, stronger than Beerus, it's it's not as sudden, it's not as jarring. It's not like, oh, yeah, of course somebody's stronger is out there. It's like, you already said it in this film. So you, you kind of have some forewarning about it, and so it's a little more development on that plane. He even said that, like, you know, oh, Goku, you're, like, the second strongest person I fought. Which, yeah, that, to me, was, like, a big tease, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goku's like, what? Who Who's the, you know, who's the first strongest, like... Which, uh, April says, she's like, oh, well, I thought he was referring to Wiz. And I was like, no, I don't think so, because he, he... Yeah, he, he, he... he... He didn't say that, like, like, he didn't point to Wiz and say, oh, that guy over there. Although, you do see Wiz knock him out at the very end of the movie, which is cool. And he's like, calm down! And he's like, just, like, knocks him out. Like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, I'd definitely like to see them, or be down with them exploring that, going, going down that path in, in, a, in the future. Well, that segues us into the big news of uh, the franchise, because we are getting another movie in 2015. Um... It's been confirmed. No, no, no title has been given yet. But there's been a website. Uh, God, I forget what website it is. Go on Kazuchika.com if they have it. But like, there was an image of the Eternal Dragon Shenlong, and it said there was in, in kanji. It, it read um, or katakana. I'm not sure. Japanese Japanese language. It read, uh, "The worst wish in the world will send everything into despair." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's been played with before, but essentially, yeah, you know, a, a bad wish going through and you have, having to correct that. Like, Yeah, they're, like that, I mean, you know, uh, we've had characters like, King Piccolo wished for Eternal Youth, so that was kind of bad, but like, uh, um, uh, the worst, like this is, like, you know, comparatively, comparatively speaking, this is the worst wish. Like, no other wish is worse than that. So, like, wow, that's, uh, that's quite the ease. And then, like, we, we were also given an image, I put this on the, uh, lips and page of just Goku, you know, teleporting and looking at the camera and smiling. But uh, we've not given a title yet. But in the year 2015, uh, we're going to get a new movie. It's and it's again written and designed by Toriyama himself. He he is quoted as saying that like um, he, even even some of his uh, bosses who are pretty hard and giving praise said like this right here what he's writing is actually legitimately good stuff. And he's actively making it more action packed, which which sounds pretty cool. Which I thought uh, I thought that. Battle of Gods was very action packed, so I don't know. Like, I don't know where else you can go. I don't think it was it was, it was light on action, but again, like, I think I was I was caught up initially comparing it to all the other movies. Where this is, you know, part of the story, so there doesn't need to be as much action. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing where where they could possibly go with this. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could potentially get a a sort of a, 
alternate, or not necessarily alternate reality, but yeah, you know, someone gets a wish, and yours, you know, our heroes are going to be on the outs. I would also be interested in seeing if, if this has any connection. This is a speculation on my end, but like, this has any connection with DB's Dragon Ball Xenoverse with like that new character. Oh yeah, that could be. That could that could uh that could all play together, or that could be a character from this film that's that was kind of teased early in that. <laughs> so yeah, that's, and I know people a couple of people have emailed in and seen if we've heard about this. We have so like that's definitely uh uh. It's something we got. We got to watch. <clears throat> if nothing else, it's more content we need to review before the show ends. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which, which is which is cool. But like, um, we'll definitely like uh, it. It it'll be it'll be a, a race because we're set to end around the end of 2015. So it'll be a race to see which comes out, which ends or comes out first. And even if it comes out, we'll, we'll still come back to review it. Oh yeah, and I think that. Well, I'm I'm going to assume it's going to get released. Over here in theaters, just just because of the positive uh, reaction that Battle of Gods has gotten, like they'd be crazy not to do it at this point. Yeah, I can't. I can't see them not not, not uh, uh when they have the, when they have the rights dubbing it. I mean, they've done, they've not okay. Funimation still has not dubbed Goku and his friends and, and his friends return, which is like a thirty minute special. Um, but I'm not sure why it'd be so easy to do so. But um, you know, Battle of Gods was so it was so huge in Japan. They had to do it over here in America, and because it's it's pretty big, it's pretty big here in America, I imagine they'll probably do the same thing with uh, 2015, the movie in 2015. I'm just looking to see if Battle of Gods has any Rotten Tomato scores. No, it's a uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, but no Rotten Tomatoes scores just yet. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll put I'll put in the copy, like you know, for the uh, spoilers. For if everybody's not seen the film yet and want to hold off on it, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm not imagining it'll be out on DVD soon enough. But um, yeah, Battle of Gods, awesome. <laughs> yes, and I'm so glad it was. Um, now that brings us into uh, uh, sticking with like you know sort of like the news or non-email content. Uh, I went to Comic Con last month uh, for the fourth time in a row. Really, really awesome. If nobody knows, I, 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 the reason I go to Comic-Con is because I work for the Batman universe. And, you know, uh, I, 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 do, I, we have press passes, so we are able to conduct interviews and attend panels and press conferences. And it's actually a really cool thing because I go with um, Stella, you've heard her on the show before, and our friend Josh Bertoni. And, um, yeah, we, we, basically, we basically go there to do work for the Batman universe, but it's also an excuse to just kind of nerd out and geek out and whatever. That's where I got the scouters from. In fact, if you go on the, the Facebook page for The Next Dimension, you will see every bit of image that I took for, that was DBZ related, like, you know, images, toys, cosplayers. It was a lot of fun. And this year was actually particularly interesting because um, I had a, for one thing, I got, I got a scouter, and um, I had a load of scouters uh, and sent it to, uh, to Jesse. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> it's honestly, I sent it yesterday. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that while recording every time. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a weird thing. Okay, there's a button that you press which has like the whole scouter, the scouter sound effects, like you know, reading a power level, or whatever. I can't get it to work, but Stella did. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what she did. In fact, when I brought my green scouter to the of Gods, my friends got it working, but I couldn't do it either. So whatever, I just wear it. So I, I just, it, it still looks cool. Like it, it looks, it, those look great. But um. Uh, I bought three. There was a big amount. Oh yeah, there was there was a big part of, of the convention center where they were selling like stuff like this. They sold Dragon Balls. They sold Dragon Radars and and Scouters. And um, it was a bit of a line, but it was it was worth the wait. And I bought three of them. They were like uh, fifteen bucks each. But uh, they all there, there were like Japanese salespeople there selling that kind of stuff. Uh, and they, they were selling me like um smartphone underwear. Uh. I'm not sure if I put an image. I put an image on my, on my personal Facebook page, but it was kind of weird. But um, I've heard of this. I, I haven't until then. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go on my Facebook page or the the next submission Facebook page, you'll see all the figures that they had, like all the DBZ figures, um, like little like little bobblehead figures, as well as well as um, like Gundam and Sailor Moon and stuff. Um, but I had the opportunity to speak with Laura Bailey. Now, Laura Bailey is a voice actress. She's well-known for anime. She's voicing... The reason I talked to her is because she is voicing Wonder Woman in the upcoming Batman Lego 3 Beyond Gotham video game that's coming out. But um, for those of you who don't know, some of you might, Laura Bailey is most pertinent to this podcast because she is the voice of Kid Trunks. So I spoke to Kid Trunks' voice actress. Um, my intent was, once I found that out, was that I got the scouters 
I got three scouters, one for myself, one for Jesse, and one for her to sign. I got a green one, a blue one, and a pink one. And I got the pink one specifically because uh, the last time we see a scouter in this series is when the Frieza henchman is trying to figure out Future Trunks' power level, and he's wearing a pink scouter. So I said, okay, this is the perfect one for her to sign. Yeah, I'm very geeky. <laughs> but, um, so we were at the uh, uh, press junket for uh, Battle of, or, uh, no, Batman Lego 3. Um, there were a lot of people there, you know, voicing the characters, all the voices. Uh, Josh Keaton, who voiced Spider-Man, is voicing uh, Green Lantern and Captain Marvel in the game. And that should be awesome. That was very awesome. He, he signed Stella's uh, Blu-ray of Spider-Man and everything. And um, I did indeed talk to Laura Bailey. Her, she, her and her husband, Travis Willingham, he's voicing Superman. And, you know, because they're married, I was like, oh, are, are you guys uh, uh, together in the game and such? But um, I wasn't able to have her sign the scouter. And the reason for this was because... Uh, as a surprise, Adam West is voicing himself in the video game. Oh, that is so awesome. And uh, myself, Josh, Stella, and other interviewers actually got to talk on a roundtable, talked with Adam West for like almost half an hour. So it was super, super cool. If you want to listen to this interview, go to the BatmanUniverse.net, which just had a, a, a recent image revamp. And uh, the recent episode of Batgirl the Oracle has all the interviews conducted, so you can hear us talk to Adam West. And he was like my favorite guy in the entire panel. <laughs> the entire He's like, oh, yeah, man, I couldn't get it signed because Adam West interrupted me. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to sound like, you know, like, like I'm too cool for school or anything, but like that was the reason why... I, I, it's not, I wish she signed the scouter, but that was. Like, by the time we were done, she had she had left. But like, it, I think that was a worthy reason to miss it. <laughs> it so I guess you can play as like Adam West Batman in there. Yeah, the way the way they have it, Batman. Yeah, you, you have it like, you know, like various characters. You can play like you know all these different characters in this universe in the different costumes. Yeah, you, you have Adam West as himself and Adam West Batman, and there's also like you know '60s Batman, '60s ba- uh, Robin, and '60s Batgirl, and like you have like the '60s Batcave and the, si- the '60s gadgets, and Adam has awesome. himself. He says he says things like, um, um, "Help! I'm Adam West. I am some. I'm in some sort of peril," which made me laugh. <laughs> and um, yeah, check it, check it out in the Batman universe. It's it's a really awesome. Uh, uh, interview and a really. Oh, awesome I love those Lego games. They just have so much detail in them. Man. Yeah, we were uh, we, we Cell and I talked to the game designer at the DC booth, and we were we were playing a demo of it, and she turned into like uh, uh there's, there's different characters. You, you can turn into like you know, not only Batman or Robin, but like, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Plastic Man, and in this game you can you can play some Green Lantern characters because they're in space, and um, it gets it gets really really like like, like advanced, and um, there's several different characters. So I, I imagine um. It's a big boom for uh, it, it actually looks like a really awesome game. I, lo- I would love to play it, but um, yeah. Uh, if you want to look out for Wonder Woman, she is voiced by Trunks, and um, I, I, I wish I had that like, Saturn sign, but if alas, it was it was for a good cause. <laughs> because I was I was wearing I have a shirt with Batman and Robin, and Batman's telling Robin his power level is over nine thousand, and I purposefully wore that when I was interviewing her. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she like uh she picked up on that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that kind of sucked. But um, it was it was fun. Also, I want to mention that um, we took a shuttle to the uh back to the hotel from the convention center, and uh, I think I was wearing that shirt, and I ran to a woman called Ruth Ann Thompson, and uh, she was actually dressed as Bulma. I forget which version of Bulma, but uh, she said, "Oh," and then um, I said, "Oh, you're dressed as Bulma," and um, she had a sign on. She had a, she was carrying a sign that advertised this uh. History of Trunks. What is it actually called? Uh, it's like it's like a, a little um, fan film that they're making. And um, I say, oh, well, you know, I do a Dragon Ball Z website. And um, let's see, I'm looking at the uh, uh, trying to find the link for it. it. It is basically like another adventure in the history of Trunks timeline. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, it's the Light of Hope. You, you, you can type in, and it's the Light of Hope uh, fan film. Uh, Ruth Ann is playing Bulma, and you can see her with a like, little kid trunks and go to, uh, Gohan and Android 1718. If, yeah, so if you go to on YouTube and search out uh, on the brain colon Dragon Ball Z the Light of Hope trailer, you can see and, and uh, donate to them so they can help make that uh, that that video. It actually looks really really awesome. I must say it does. Yeah, you sent me the link and I was like, that's really impressive. Yeah, it it definitely looks really really cool. Like, like the effects are good, the casting's good, and like it doesn't look anything like Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> the best praise you can give it. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm interested in checking this out once it's completed. Um, it was really, really, really cool. We, we uh, traded contact information, and uh, I said, I want to check out our, check out our, uh, our podcast. So hopefully we should get some cross-promotion with her. So um, I'm trying to think if there's any other big news coming from. I mean, Funimation didn't have a panel there. They had a booth. That's actually where I got the tickets, uh, text, text the booth. If you, again, if you look at um, the, fan, uh, the fan page on Facebook, uh, there were a lot of cool tidbits. Like, you saw, like, the, the original Funimation contract to dub Dragon Ball Z signed. You see, like, you know, signed um, images of, uh, images, uh, pictured autograph, autographed pictures of Sean Chamon and Chris Abat. Um You see original scripts for the dub of Dragon Ball. There's a, there was some really cool stuff that I took pictures of. And also, there's there some really great cosplayers out there. Like, uh, you got your Master Roshis. You got your um, Great Saiyan Mans. You have uh, I think my favorite one was uh, the Goku... Chi-Chi and uh, Baby Johan cosplayers. That was, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. And um, yeah, it was it was it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, this this trip personally, in terms of the San Diego, was like, was one of the best ever because we got to do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, but like in terms of Dragon Ball Z, it was oh oh god. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I didn't mention this. Uh, I wish I wish Thomas wrong for this one. Oh god, how do you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the story. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I have some time on my hands, so I'm, you know, I'm cruising the anime section, and um, I see um, some Street Fighter artwork. Cause I'm, I'm a big fan of Street Fighter, and I see like like an art book for the Street Fighter Two movie, which is awesome, and I love. Um, That's the animated film, not live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The animated one, which like, has that awesome. Every fight was awesome, like from like the, from like '95 or whatever. So okay, here, you know, it's all, all these art books are in Japanese, but like, you know, they're art books, so you don't need to know the language to, to, to look at the pretty pictures. So, okay, this is cool. So I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm cruising around, and I, I'm kind of crouching because it's sort of like I, I, on the floor. So I, I, I turn up and I look to my to look to my <laughs> left. <laughs> uh, I feel like throwing something, and I see like these um these like you know these hentai figures here, and this one specifically is marked like now with special effects. Like, what does this mean? And um, the uh, this the the salesperson is oh oh they they they, they squirt they squirt liquid out of their orifices. I'm like what? No! So <laughs> I run out of that one. I, I run out of that 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 uh, booth. They have salespeople there. No, yeah, this this is what happens. I run out there and I'm tr- and this is a, a big part of the anime booth. There, there's an entire block dedicated to like selling hentai and hentai figures and hentai games and videos. They actually, they actually say super hentai sale. And, <laughs> oh god! I'm, I'm you know. I'm honestly trying to find, like, you know, like, at that point, like, more Street Fighter stuff, because I was really into the, into the art books, although those are, those are prohibitively expensive. And, like, there was all these titles out there with the most ridiculous-sounding names. The one I took a picture of was called Boob Wars. <laughs> 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 like, 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 flat chest versus big boobs. Oh, no. Oh, I, no, no, no. Did I show the picture? I thought I showed it to Josh. I, I think you did, yes. Like, who will win? Oh, yeah, yeah, because... Don felt it necessary to text me, like, running commentary of all this. It was a nightmare! Like, okay, okay, here's the thing. Uh, well, first thing, I want to finish the story, because, like, I, because I was legitimately surrounded, and, like, I, I was actually something like, oh, these titles are ridiculous. Like, 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 do you know the Milfing Man, or whatever? Like, <laughs> that broke me. And, like, the, the guys who were there, like, you know, like, ha, 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 yes. So, like, uh, it, it, so, like I'm, I'm looking for a way out, like, like, honestly. And then I see a poster of Vegeta, flying towards me. I'm like, thank God! <laughs> it's Vegeta. He's come to save me. <laughs> and I see like, this big poster of, you know, a DPZ poster. And right above it is a poster for High School of the Dead with this woman, like, 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 just, like she's like wearing nothing, like just showing her ass. And it's, it's directly above the, the, uh, the poster. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a big cross promotion section here. Here's the thing. <laughs> Because I'm not sure if we brought up hentai on this podcast yet. 30, 32 episodes in, like you know, like like different strokes for different folks, whatever. I don't, I mean, I'm I'm fully aware of what you know, all the different kinds out there. I honestly am. I've even seen some of it. But what broke my bathtub was the the figures with the special effects. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Seriously? That's that's like a whole other level. Like. Seriously, like, I, I, it's like I, it, 
like you walk into someone's house. Oh, hey, you got you know you got anime anime figurines section. You no, know, you got oh, you have some Gundams. Oh, look, Goku. Yeah, you know you're going down the aisle. What? Why would you want that? Like, hey, let me demo this to my friends. Oh my god. Okay, like. Uh, I mean, I was, I, I was, I, I became aware of the body pillows, like, when I went to, like, uh, Middleton's <laughs> Anime Con last year, which was a thing. Like, they actually have, like, anime characters in body pillows, like, facing you in, like, sexually enticing poses. I'm not saying even Dragon Ball Z, like, 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 I'd get any. But, um, I knew that was a thing, but, like, this was a whole new level of weird. Oh, man. I just, I was, I, I felt, Betray doesn't even cover it. <laughs> Uh, and like these, these salespeople were like, 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 were like, like the person who showed me the special effects toy was a woman. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, only in Japan, man. And I, I, I fell to my knees and yelled. I'm not even lying. I, I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, like, it, that took it just a whole new level, and I was. And that's that's just a, an accepted part of. Random, <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's so. I, as, I, I'd be very interested to see how that's accepted in Japan, like. Oh, what's accepted? I mean, like, I know, I know for a fact that, like, they're not sold in kids' stores, but they are sold, like, you know, in where you, where you can find manga. Like, you'll find, like, oh, here's Dragon Ball Z here, here's Hajime Weeper here, here's Boo Boars here, or whatever, I don't know. Which is so odd, because the Japanese are, are typically very, very, very well-mannered and... Reserved and stuff. Yeah, so it's like... From what I gather, it seems like they're, they're so upfront with their, like, predilections that, like, they don't think it's a big deal. Because, like, you know, manga and anime are way more of an accepted thing in Japan than they are. Like, you'll, you'll see people, like, on the, on the trades and stuff just reading them, like, it's no big deal. Um, but, like, this stuff is, like, there's, like, there's an entire market for this I find very interesting. Not so much that I'm going to do a podcast about it, mind you, but, like, interesting enough. But, like, the, the, the special effects figures really, really, really just shook me to my core. And, again, like, I mean, I took a picture of this. This might be the image for the podcast. The fact that, like, there's an image of, like, uh, a woman, you know, mooning the audience right above DBZ in the same section. Uh... <laughs> you did send me that picture. You're like, he, he's going to save me. <laughs> Save me, Vegeta! Save me. Uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a different. I'm not okay. I'm not saying like you know, it's, it's. I find it weird, but like, it, is, it is a different culture. So I'm not gonna like you know rag on another country because I'm not you know I'm not a, a citizen of it. But um, I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy. I mean like uh, I mean I, I didn't. I, th- thankfully, I didn't. I didn't see any like crazy figurines of like you know licensed. Anime like like DBC, like here's the thing. Like I got I got a um I got a Rei Ayanami figure uh, from Evangelion, uh, and like who's who's a female character, and like the way that the, on the Japanese box she's posed, and like you know have like you know come hither poses, even though she's fourteen. <laughs> but like, I got it because I, I I find that character actually genuinely creepy, and like right now I kind of have her pose like with like you know kind of like just a middling pose or whatever. So I guess it's like it's just it's just a weird thing in, in Japan where like you know anything is up for game. Whatever. I, I also got a Robotech figure, which is pretty awesome. But, um, I don't know. I, I, just, uh, I need people to write in if, if, if they're down for that and, like, explain the appeal. Because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly trying to open up a dialogue. Yeah, like, we're not judging. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not. But it's just, like, it's, it's that cultural divide where it's, like, it's so foreign to us. Like, it's hard to even fathom. Well, I'm sure there are things that the Japanese think, you know... The, I feel the same way about you know for concerning the U.S. and Americans. Right. Yeah. No. I, I mean. I mean. It's one thing to like have porn all that stuff, but it's another thing to have like you know like a Jennifer Jameson like action figure with special effects. <laughs> like that's 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 what that's that level of intensity just really broke me. <laughs> uh, and, and it's only it's only grown because I, I knew that like there was stuff I first saw when I first went to Comic Con like uh like I thought there was there was, this, there was this drink they had called Tentacle Grape, which I found hilarious. And I was, I, was, I was like, Barkeep, what the hell is this? And he goes, oh, it's just like, you know, it's it's for girls to avoid getting um, tentacled up by monsters. Like, oh, well, I think that's a joke. Like, okay, this is, this is kind of a funny gag thing. But these are like, legitimate, like, you know, men. People took time and effort to manufacture these figures and sell them into a market. Like, wow. But you know what? You know, dildos are a thing. So vibrators are a thing. You know, fleshlights are a thing. So... I, it's one of those things we kind of put. I guess you got to put it in perspective, but still so odd. <sighs> Toys that 
leak. Uh, <laughs> what? And I'm assuming like they, they use the same, like same mechanics that like my my water shooting Spider Man would. would have <laughs> like you fill up the backpack and then you like press his arm and. God save me. <laughs> it was. It was. I thought that was that was that was quite the experience. I mean, I was legitimately like I, there was a period of like 15 minutes. I'm like, I, it's like the camera's swirling around me, and I'm like, <laughs> I've searched every inch of this booth, and all I found is this portal, portal, portal. <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh man, it was. It was and you were alone during all this. Yeah, I was separate. I was separated from um, Stella and Josh. And I, I was texting you and Josh. And Josh was no help at all. He like I was like, boom, war! So he's like, I wonder who will win. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I, 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 like, mild, peaked curiosity. Oh, God. I would not be caught dead with that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any instance where, like... No, I would just be so, like, embarrassed. Oh. Like, oh, it's funny. Like, no, you cannot talk your way out of that. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, like oh, my God. There comes a point where you just, you spent too much money, like... Well, that's the thing, because, like, it's not just the videos, but, like, they, they have games. Like, the, the one I was... Like, Boop Wars is a game. It's a video game. <laughs> and, like, the guy they, they, they was, like, laughing at my despair. Like, I... My eyes were so wide, they started to dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Enough of that. <laughs> even, even with that, I, 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 while you were texting me, because you, te- you pretty much texted me the entire trip, and I was just like, damn it. <laughs> I need to go to Comic-Con. Damn it. Yeah, we, like, 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 before this podcast says, you need to, we need to roll you out here, man. That's what I told April. I was like, man, Don's text me. I got to go next year. Well, is there any, like, anime stuff in Dragon Con? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's typically a... Because the way DragonCon works is, which is the local uh, Atlanta convention, is generally thought of as like the biggest convention in the South, mm-hmm. which you know isn't saying a whole lot, but it's <laughs> yeah. because like not a, not a lot of news breaks in DragonCon. It's usually just conventions, cosplay, but you have like the five hotels in Atlanta, the five biggest hotels. Each lobby and uh, each conference rooms are dedicated to one kind of fandom. So you typically will have like your comic book fandom. Which that usually takes over maybe one or two because it's the biggest. And you'll have your creators, uh, you know, and your booths there signing, having, uh, um, <clears throat> the, not the conventions, but having, having the panels going on. And then you'll have, like, your fantasy panel, which is, like, Lord of the Rings, you know, Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. And you have celebrities from there. And then you'll have an anime panel. And then you typically have, like, one more, which is usually more, like, random stuff. But, yeah, you'll have an anime panel and you'll have, like all kind of cosplay for that, and you can just and all these are interlocked. They have like a uh, skyways between all the all the buildings, so you really don't have to like see the sun for four days. <laughs> is, is it big in Dragon Con? It's like a, it's like a big area. Yeah, yeah. It's uh like there's a lot of walking going on, and then most most people are have usually had alcohol anyway, <laughs> so you get you get that nice stink going. Oh great! <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, like. It, the first year I went, I didn't even I didn't even go like pay to go to the panels because you don't have to pay to go to those if you want to just go to the well, lobbies. Panels cost money. Uh, yeah. Well, to basically like, to attend the Dragon Con event, you pay you buy a ticket. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You but to go to the lobbies of all the hotels, it doesn't cost anything. Like you can just you can walk around, you can go to the bars, and you can you basically interact with all the fans who are who are in costume, which is what I did for the first year. I was just like, okay, yeah, let me just walk around, went to the bars, uh, played some trivia games, took a lot of pictures with a lot of cosplayers, and then the second year, I actually had got tickets, and then you basically show your ticket whenever you want to go into a panel. Okay, okay, excellent. Is it like, is it a situation now where, like, uh, can you just, like, walk up and get a, get a ticket where they're all sold out before the event starts? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure you can still get a ticket. Okay. Because, uh, I know, typically, if you want to get a hotel reserved, you have to do it, like... Right. The the day after it ends for the next next year, because those are all sold out. The hotel uh, but I typically don't get a hotel anyway because I'm relatively close to it. I'm probably about twenty thirty minutes away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to get like a ticket, you can either buy them. If you buy them all four days, like months in advance, it's it's a lot better of a deal. But you can just get like, oh, I want to get one day ticket or two days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um um. Uh, Comic Con is the only general convention I've really been to, but where it was at least the first one. But um, last year, um, downtown Nashville, they had um, MTAC Middle Tennessee Anime Con, which I went to. And I, 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 just, I just on a whim walked up there after work. Hey, can I, can I get like a three day pass? And I just, I just like got in there. Like, it was like 
twenty some odd bucks. And also, it's kind of a local small convention; it's not, it's not any big deal. But even still, like it was, it was a it was a solid convention with a lot, a lot of like you know attendance and like you know stuff to buy and stuff like that. So I guess I mean I mean um, how long have you been going to Dragon Con? Um, let's see. I didn't go last year. I don't think I went the year before. Uh, the first time I went was oh five oh six. Oh okay. And I've just kind of been on and off throughout the years there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely grown and gotten uh, like the just in the time I've been there, the amount of celebrities have gone. Uh, about the amount and the caliber of celebrity have increased because you got people like Kevin Serbo who appear every year. <laughs> he just yeah. shows up. Like he's hit on one of my friends before. <laughs> he was, I got that. I was like, what? "Hercules hit on you." He, he was he was at Comic Con, and I wanted to talk to him because he was in God's Not Dead, which is a hilarious movie. But I, I didn't, I didn't oh, get yes. a chance. Uh-huh. That uh, yeah, I saw the preview of that movie. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, the movie's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, him, um, my friends. One year, I was I was on the way up there, and my friend texted me. He's like, "Dude, we just saw Stan Lee." And I was like, Shh, "No, you didn't." Because he's there every year, typically. And, they, yeah, they, they literally saw him. Like They were going up the escalator, and he was going down with his entourage. Wow. And I was like, oh, man, dude, I would have been, like, I would have, I would like, hopped over the escalator. It's, well, yeah, he's, he's always surrounded by, like, henchmen. Like, I mean, you know, which, which makes sense because he's a 90-something-year-old man, so you can't, like, have him. As with any Stanley, you can't have, like, you know, just willy-nilly walking on his own. But, like, yeah, he's always surrounded by, like, you know, these gu- guarded bodyguards. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even sure he hired them himself. Like, like yeah, for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. I mean, I've always wa- I've been going wa- wanting to go to Dragon Con for the last couple of years, but it's so soon after Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con that like my funds are depleted. So it's always a oh yeah, it's always a a, a balancing act. But um, one of these days we got we gotta go go, go, go to a con sometime together. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Either one or the other, like because they're they're very close together, and I would absolutely love to go to Comic Con because it's the biggest. Yeah, it's just, it's just the biggest. It's pretty much. I mean, I know New York Comic Con is pretty huge, but like this is a big Comic Con. Is Comic Con is the one you think of? Well, this one is just. I mean, the, the center itself is just just endlessly big. Like to me, it's like it's like bigger than like three football fields or whatever. But like it's just it's just so much fun, and it, it's also a lot of fun like like uh, with friends. So like it was, it's just the more the merrier, in my opinion. Oh yeah. 